Welcome to the Girl Dad Show, a professional parenting podcast. Each month, I interview entrepreneurs, leaders, and professionals who are balancing parenthood, life, and profession in the hopes to learn what it takes to be an amazing professional parent. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Girl Dad Show. Today is another Girl Dad Talk where I mix in my professional parenting journey in between amazing interviews or interviews of amazing people that are uh, doing the uh, professional track and building their careers and businesses while they're raising a family. I love that I just gave myself a nod saying uh, amazing interviews. Um, That is yet to be proven and seen. I'm hoping that you uh, think that they're amazing as well, but that was pretty funny slip of words. Uh, Freudian slip, (laughs) maybe. Uh, Today it is... um, I think the 21st Girl Dad Talk. So it's very exciting that I've been now in season two, been doing these Girl Dad Talks now 21 times. That's really awesome. Um, That's pretty cool because then that means we're nearing our one year mark, which is really, really interesting. Cool. So that's really exciting to think about it that way. I can't wait to recap and see how this has been going and listen in on some of those Girl Dad Talks because I know that one of the big things that... um, we changed in season two was sharing more of my uh, professional parenting journey and talking to you about what I'm thinking about, what businesses I'm building, how I'm thinking about my career, uh, how I'm thinking about parenting and family. And um, I've talked about a lot of stuff and um, it is really, really uh, fun to think that I'm nearing the end of season two here in a few short months. So March, April, May. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We have one more quarter before we hit the end of the um, end of season two here. Oh man. I really, um, I'm really uh, excited for that. That's really cool. Oh man. I think that I've heard that most uh, podcasts stop after like 10 episodes. And then I think that's like 90 plus percent of shows end after uh, 10 episodes. And then I think that um, out of those that make it past 10 episodes, I think like 90% don't make it past season one. So it is really, really cool uh, to be part of the small select group of people that have continued on. Um, Hoping that season three will be awesome and um, take this as a, uh, your call to action to please let me know if you've enjoyed the season two uh, format so far in um, comments in social or email me or let me know. It's uh, young at thegirldadshow.com. I'd love to know what you're thinking and if you've enjoyed it and liked it so far and um, if you want to see anything more different. But anyways, back to my updates for my professional parenting journey. I have been having a um, very, very hard time uh, professionally over this last few weeks. I headed out to Portland and then Portland to... Um, the Bay Area for business. I had the opportunity to speak at a event in front of a lot of health and wellness business owners uh, through PMPT uh, PMPT's Motion Club. They're a client of mine and really good friends, and they're also Owners Club members. And I wanted to take that opportunity to help them, you know, talk to their community about business ownership, entrepreneurship, operational rigor, and how to really build out their business and be successful. And it was just a really great way to also showcase and spotlight, you know, 
the owners club and start collecting interest for people that may be interested in joining that. And so I wanted to attend and, um, and speak at that event. And then on my way down, I thought I would visit my good friend, Cody, who I've also had on this podcast, who's also an owners club member. And he is, um, um, a good partner of mine. And we, we, com we comboed, we combo on clients together and we work to take down larger clients and uh, bigger deals together. And so we can be a bigger force, even though we're smaller organizations separately. And our friendship is really, really great. And, um, we've blossomed a lot over the last few years and gotten really close, um, through work and also just friendship. And so it was really good to visit him and then talk about, um, the projects that we're working on and really start to dive into, uh, some new things that we want to start working on together this year. And that was really nice. And I also got to see my old CEO at Limelight and, uh, that was really good for me. That was really, really good for me. I got to see Jason Andrew. I also had him on the show. If you want to go check his episode out. He was my CEO at Limelight Health, and um, we were friends. He was a mentor of mine, a friend of mine for about a decade even before that. We had been volunteering in Mountain View together, and we knew each other through community work, and we were both very um, uh, active in our communities and um, trying to do our best to give back and participate in, in social good. And so we bonded through that, and then we ended up working together. I worked for him in, at Limelight, and that was awesome. That was so good to just, uh, you know, catch up with him and, and talk to him about what I'm working on, all the different businesses that I'm building, talk to him about owner's club, how excited I am for this new business that I'm launching. And he got to share with me all the new projects that he's working on after the acquisition of limelight and, and, and what he's been doing over the last year, trying to figure out his next steps. And, um, that was all really fun and it was really great, but I think what was really interesting about that meeting was just how emotionally satiating it was to be able to just like, like shoot the shit with him and talk about how dumb we were <laughs> and how little we knew back in, you know, when we we're building limelight and, and I don't know, it was just really, really nice to like have that commonality with someone and just have gone through the grinder with someone, you know, and, and, you know, almost missing payroll, uh, you know, having like four weeks of payroll left and, and, uh, almost dying twice. And, you know, just the early stages of building that business were so harrowing. And we had so many interesting characters that came in and out of our lives during the initial stages of building that company. And it was just, gosh, there was some crazy stuff that happened building that company. And it was just really emotionally so satiating to just like talk to somebody that knew me so well knew me when I was basically, you know, younger and, and, and less experienced, less successful. Um, and, you know, just be able to like relate back to the good old days to a certain degree and then just be me and, and just really like laugh and, and, and share in that moment. And so, um, Jason, if you're listening to this, thank you. It was uh, an amazing, amazing dinner and, um, happy hour. And I don't even, I don't, we like, we stayed up pretty late, but, um, I felt really like content afterwards. My heart was really full and I, I it made me realize that, you know, I, I definitely need to, uh, incorporate some of those, you know, those, those, those moments in my life. Uh, you know, I, it's not all like, parenting and then, and then this, and then, and then, you know, time boxing this, and then being efficient with that. Sometimes you just need to cut loose with someone and, and especially people that know you, uh, back when, you know, 
when you were younger and dumber <laughs> and uh, just be able to relax and, and really just laugh. And that was a really great moment for me. So uh, I think I'm going to try to incorporate that more. And I definitely want to see Jason more. I, I realized how much I love hanging out with him and how much I love him as a human being and as a friend and as a mentor. He's, he's always been a good guide for me and, and um, a really great listener and supporter and a huge champion for, for me, I mean, he, he's always believed in me and, and that's really, I feel like a huge testament to my abilities to grow and do more things was because of his belief and his um, support of me. And so um, truly cherish that relationship and I, I want to make it a conscious effort to incorporate more time with him. So uh, try to do like an annual trip to Portland or try to do an annual trip to meet him somewhere and, and hang out more, um, more socially versus professionally and, and um, just bond and have some guy time. Um, that was really cool. And then we got completely snowed in. So that, and then, and then the next day I'm trying to get back to the airport to go to the Bay area to do my talk. And I thought I was being slick by swinging by Portland and then taking care of the Cody Jason thing while I went down to the Bay area and like knocking it all out efficiently. And Portland got completely snowed in, in like a, in like a record breaking snowstorm. And, um, there was no flights in or out. There was flights getting blocked off. People were sleeping in the airport. I, I barely found another flight out the next day. So I got trapped for an extra day, but there were people that couldn't even get a, a, um, a hotel room, let alone get a Lyft or an Uber ride to get to the hotel. And so people were stuck in the airport. It was wild. And I've never seen the boards like completely cancel out. Um, on the departures like that, I videotaped it. And then what was even more remarkable was that after the departure started all getting canceled, I saw that the arrival started to cancel. It's like, so they started turning away flights coming in too. And that was wild experience. And I didn't want to miss my talk. And so trying to look for a car, maybe I'll drive from Portland to San Jose. Should I, um, what should I do? How should I do this? And long story short, I ended up canceling my flight. They try to rebook me for two days later. And then I was able to cancel it and then rebook a new airline at the uh, break of dawn the next day to Seattle. And then I got from Seattle to the Bay Area and I made it with like three hours, two hours of time between my landing and then the event of speaking. So it was a crazy, crazy uh, travel trip. And I ended up being so tired, so hungry and um, just so wiped out. And then I... Um, um, don't really sleep on the plane well, but I, I passed out on the plane right home because I was just exhausted from, you know, not being able to get food regularly. And like, I had like one meal a day during the whole fiasco because there's no food delivery and there's no access to food and none of the, it was just crazy and, um, didn't sleep well because I had to like sleep and then wake up and try to find more flights. It was just nuts. And so the whole time was really, really physically strenuous. And then I gave the talk and then I came home and I couldn't even like, like get any of the work done that I wanted to. And so I ended up just like kind of wazonking out and hanging out with my kids Saturday and Sunday and just kind of relaxing and, and recharging. And I just took all that work that should have been done on um, Thursday and Friday. And I just kind of like been dealing with it all week. And so today is Wednesday and I'm still like just drowning and it's just, it's just like, quadrupling uh, the, the stress level. And, and I can't even like work out or play music. I try to play music and work out last night to see if that'll like help me clear my head and get me back on track to like pull an all nighter. But I couldn't even focus to like do that. I'm just like, so like stressed out and like trying to like get all these things done. And so, um, I definitely am very overwhelmed right now. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I also didn't even want to record this, but I'm like, I, I'm already like four days late in recording this. And so there's also like a ton of people waiting to um, process this video and there's a schedule for it. And there's all sorts of marketing. It's just like, I just, so I just like, anyways, I I'm here and I'm, I'm giving you the update that I'm really behind on stuff, but um, that's kind of why I got behind because I'm trying to um, launch this business um, by, by giving a talk and I ended up getting stuck in snow and then everything just kind of got slammed backwards. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at professionally. Um, but I will say personally, I'm super stoked. I'm super, super stoked because I am um, Lily's soccer coach for her team this year or this season. And that is super exciting. Um, I have never um, coached um, organized sports. Actually, I've never coached anything but business coaching. So um, I'm hoping it's the same. <laughs> I'm assuming it can't be that hard, but um, I'm very excited about it. And um, I'm trying to learn up on all the terminology and rules and, and different things because Lily's loves soccer and she's super into it. And I got to meet the, the team for the first time tonight. And the parents seem super cool and the kids seem awesome. And they're so excited and they already like each other. And um, um, they want, they, they're, they're ready to jam. Unfortunately, there was a thunderstorm. So we got, we had to cancel the practice tonight, but um, uh, I'm, I, I did get a chance to at least finally meet the team and meet the parents. Cause I had to uh, miss it last week, uh, the first week of soccer. And so it was really fun to meet them. And I'm really excited about doing this um, because it's just one of those things that I really wanted to figure out how I can be more involved in my kid's life. And Although I think it's a little premature because I think based on my current professional trajectory of where I'm headed, I probably should have started taking some of these, these curriculars, extracurriculars and these kind of personal activities of more, more involvement with my kids, you know, in Q3 or Q4, when things started to level out with Blue Ocean and Owner's Club and all these other businesses. But um, they were like asking for volunteers and they got to the point where they said, we need one more volunteer to even like keep the thing going. And so I don't know if that was like a scare tactic or a sales tactic, but it totally worked. It was the motivation I needed. I signed up and, um, now I'm coaching and I've always been interested in doing it. I just don't think the timing is right, but like anything in life, when is timing ever right? You know? And, and I, and it's like something that I always talk to, you know, my clients about and other business owners about it's like, um, you gotta be prepared. You gotta know what you want and you gotta be prepared, you know, to, to take, to take the win, right? Like to get what you want. And then when the opportunity hits itself, you have to have the leadership courage and the, just the courageousness to go grab it and say, yes, and I'll do it. And the mixture of those two things, being prepared and being willing to try when the opportunity arises is literally what creates success and luck, in my opinion, right? I think that that's really what the core essence of uh, success and luck is. So when people tell me I'm lucky or you're so lucky this happened to you, you're so lucky that happened to you, I just kind of nod my head. But inside my mind, I don't really think it's lucky. I think there's a lot of work that I do to prepare myself you know, and be ready for business opportunities. And um, I'm also just willing to go for it. And that has led me to a lot of successful ventures and also a lot of really great um, positions and situations to be in professionally. And I'm not saying that that's, um, uh, there's no such thing as luck. I do believe that there is also luck. Um, but I do think that you could hedge your bets and increase your ability to succeed if you get those two things dialed in. Are you prepared to... Um, take an opportunity when it rises? And are you um, uh, prepared to, to win? 
And I think those two things are super important. So I'm not sure how it applies to personal life, but I'm assuming it's the same concept. And the opportunity was there. I wanted to do it. I'm pretty ready to do it, especially at this season, because the kids aren't really competing competitively at this level. They're um, really focused on, you know, social skills and dribbling skills and just playing and having fun. Uh, we don't even keep score, right? There's not even a goalie. There's no score tracking. It's just like, do you know which direction to go to? And, and, and you know, just rallying the, rallying the girls to, towards that direction. But um, it is really, really exciting. And I'm super stoked to be a part of this with Lily. She seems really excited about me being the coach. And um, I think Amy's pretty excited about me being the coach as well. And um, I think it's really kind of fun for the whole family. Um, it's not like one of like these crazy things, but this like low key level of happiness among the whole family. And then I will say that what was really interesting was today, Grace even mentioned that, you know, she is now wanting to go back to soccer. So in the fall, we may send her back, even though she totally didn't want to do it in the middle of last season. And I'm not sure if that has anything to do with me coaching or if that's just the family being all about it or whatever it is. But I, I definitely think that there is a lot to be said about, you know, surrounding yourself with, you know, things that you want your kids to do and, and, and be around because they will naturally soak it up and do it. It just makes me want to really, really double down on these opportunities to be a part of my kids' lives and be there and, and show them that I'm part of it and be involved in it. And then it also shows me that I really want to incorporate more music in their lives because if, if I can involve a soccer and they get, if it motivates, if it somehow indirectly motivated Grace to be involved in soccer, I'd love for her and Lily to also be into music you know, and um, either playing music or singing or, or even acting in theater is fine too, but something in the arts. I really want them to be creative and artistic and, and really work on those skills because I think those skills are super, super important and valuable. And, and I think that it really, really helps you have a lot of empathy, empathy and math skills and problem solving skills and creative skills and just all the core things that I, I really appreciate in people in my business and in business life, you know, I think you learn from art. And so I'm really, really hopeful that my kids will learn art and I, I think I need to lead that, you know? And so I've been trying more to incorporate playing music in front of them at night and um, using that as like a 15 minute downtime activity or whatever, even if it's me just off in the corner playing piano or playing guitar or singing or whatever that may be, just so they can kind of see it. Um, and be around it. And hopefully I can re-engage them into it because they are interested in it, but I just want to make sure it's more part of their life. And then Amy recently found, finally found a piano place that she likes that's close and all fits all the criteria and their schedule and the kids schedule. So I'm really excited because I think the kids are going to be able to go take piano lessons very soon too. And I'll be able to start, you know, um, living out that part of my dream of being a parent and um, surrounding them with things that I love um, just as much as me, you know, being involved in things that they love like soccer and sports. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm at with my personal side. And then to bring it all home, I am uh, currently talking to Amy a lot about our uh, plans this year. So we have a garden area and now she's starting to build out her garden. And um, Kevin, our really good friend, my best friend, um, came over and helped her like set up all the drips and all that stuff. That was really fun. And then Sean, our landscaper came by and 
um, showed around actually used the sprinkler system that he actually <laughs> installed and, and, uh, we paid a lot of money for, and, uh, that was pretty funny. And then now she's working with him to build out some more parts of the backyard and front yard and really starting to spend a lot of time out there. And it's really fun to just work upstairs and then look down in my backyard into the backyard lawn and see Grace and Amy out there gardening and, and picking weeds. And, and, and I know Amy really loves that. And I, I don't like doing that stuff, but I will say it is really cute to see them out there together and just bonding over it. And, and then just seeing, you know, just them having fun in the dirt and, and being out in the yard and working. It is really cute. So it's very nice to see all that stuff. And then Amy and I have been talking a lot about buying an RV this year. So we definitely need to get a new car um, to, to pull the RV, but we need a new car period at the end. Amy got her car totaled in the middle of the pandemic and it was a terrible time because the car prices were crazy atrocious, but um, some big, big truck like basically hit her um, Highlander and uh, it totaled it. And luckily the kids were safe, the girls were safe and everyone's fine. But we had to replace the car in the middle of like the height of like the car scarcity. And so we bought this really, really old minivan and um, way overpriced and we're not even going to get half the value out of it now, but it just isn't like, it's not, it's not like sustainable or utilitarian as um, we need right now. It's um, really old and has a lot of little issues and problems. And um, it's also not as functional. Actually, it's pretty damn functional. I, I like the minivan a lot. It's very tactical and functional actually, but I definitely think we need something bigger, uh, as the kids get older and they need, um, seats for friends and then for soccer and for swim. And there's just a lot more stuff that goes in the car now. And so really thinking about getting a better car, one, to keep it safe and upgraded. So it's not falling apart and dangerous for my family, but two, also because just to like, think about the future of where we're headed the next 10 years, I think we're going to need the space. And then lastly, we're really interested in getting an RV, uh, uh, getting a small RV, uh, a starter RV and, um, sp spending more conscious time, like, you know, outdoors and with the girls. And so, um, I'm really, really curious about this. <laughs> I'm very excited about it. And I'm super excited that Amy's getting excited about it. And, um, she's super into it and starting to send me links and stuff, which is a good sign that, you know, she's actually now curious about it and, and open to it. So I'm very excited about that. And then that's kind of, uh, the new big thing on the personal side and then for the family. And then on the personal, personal side, I am uh, doing two things this year that I'm really trying to like incorporate in my life. One is I want to, I want to learn how to golf. I mean, I, I used to, I used to golf when it was in high school. My parents taught me and I've gone a couple times and, I've done definitely have, I definitely can swing. Okay. And, and, um, uh, but I really want to be good at golfing and not necessarily great, just good enough. Um, I feel like it's something that I really want to learn over the next like year so that I can actually like play with my parents. And I think that my parents are, um, you know, um, the time that I spend with them is really important to me. And, I was just over there in New Year's and I realized that like, even though we got to spend that time and it was super precious, I just feel like they're, especially my dad felt really awkward, you know, together. And there's not really much to talk about because he's kind of like an alpha male, like silent and like, you know, you know, like nothing's good enough Asian dad type. And so I, I know he loves golfing and um, I, I know that if I went with him, he would totally be natural and happy and in his element and he could be coaching me and yelling at me and telling me why I suck and how I do, how I can golf better, but he would be super happy and in, in, in his, in his uh, comfort zone. And I'd love to be able to spend as much time as I can with both of them because they both love golfing and 
be able to spend as much time as I can with them in the next decade or so, you know, doing things that are more, you know, in their wheelhouse and in their, in their specialty and in their comfort zone. So, uh, lucky for me, Chris, my business partner and GM at Blue Ocean is an amazing golfer. So he is going to, um, teach me and, um, we are going to also do a monthly, um, we're going to play golf monthly and we're going to use that as our weekly meeting and just take that on the golf course and, like do our blue ocean meeting <laughs> business meeting while we, while we hit balls and uh, play golf and learn and stuff. So it should be really, really good. And then the second thing I really want to incorporate this year is guitar lessons. I do know how to play chords and I feel very confident I can play almost any chord and I feel confident that I can play any chord sequence. And if you gave me like tabs, I can pick it up and, and play any song really, but I can't like really do like solos or like riffs or, or I can't like do any kind of specialty things on there. And I just think it'd be really fun to just take the time this year to like learn it. And so I'm either going to try to do it via an app or try to find somewhere to physically go and learn um, how to play guitar more at an advanced level. And so that's going to be two new projects for me, for myself personally, the RV and the backyard are kind of for the family. And then, uh, from, and for my kids, it's going to be music and soccer and being involved in the coaching and stuff like that. And then on the business side, I have no idea that <laughs> I'm just drowning on the business side and I have no idea how I'm going to get out of it at this point in juncture. Um, but I, I know I'll figure it out. I just need to get out of my own way this week and really think through how to catch up and then reprioritize and then systematize and then get it back to normal. And I think it'll take me a few weeks because the problem is I'm launching a new business while I'm doing all this other stuff. So it just adds a level of complexity and time. So I know it's short lived, but it's just very stressful and it's very hard and it's hard to see how I'm supposed to navigate it right now because there's all these new problems when you start a new business that you don't account for. And so uh, just working through that. So in the macro, I know it's not that dramatic, but in the in, inside, I'm like, oh, it's so complicated and hard. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. So not sure where I'm headed with that. But by the time you listen to this, um, I will have, um, let's see here, 2021. Yeah, it'll been about five or six weeks since you've heard this. So I should have launched Owner's Club by then. So you should know what Owner's Club is. And um, hopefully, if you don't, the website's up. It's www.owners.club. So owners, plural, and then .club. Um, it's a really dope domain name. I, it's the first time in my life I actually spent some money buying a domain name because I really wanted it to be dope, but, um, yeah, go check it out. Let me know what you think. And if you know any service business owners that want to join a community of service business owners, uh, and, and join in camaraderie and learning and growth, it's a really great community. I mean, our current owners are so amazing. We just had a fireside chat tonight and we had my really good friend, Nim, who is a um, prolific, you know, entrepreneur, operator, angel investor. He launched a, uh, he's launching, I'm sorry, he's still building a wall climbing gym in Hawaii. And he raised um, some money to start this service business. And I thought it would be really cool for him to talk to the owners at the owners club about it. So I had him join on a fireside chat and talk to the business owners in owners club about how he raised money for a service business. And that was really fun and um, really exciting. So if you know anybody that's in the service space or has a business uh, that needs friendship, that needs guidance, that needs camaraderie and community, this is a really great place for them. Um, you know, EO and YPO and all these other groups, you know, charge, I think three to $4,000 a year. And, and uh, I think you have to have like 
all sorts of criteria for growth numbers. Like you have to be doing 2 million or more a year. There's all these criteria for it. This is definitely in that space, but much more value and much cheaper. And um, there's so much more um, nurturing and community inside of it, in my opinion. So I'm really proud of what I'm building, if you can't tell. Okay, I think I, I think I did it. I gave you the full update, the full spectrum of updates. Um, business, my recent travel, uh, my kids coaching, um, my personal goals for soccer. I'm sorry, my personal goals for golf and music, guitar, and then the family goals for an RV in the backyard. Yep, you know everything about what's going on in my life right now. And as always, thank you so much for your support of the podcast and being on this professional um, parenting journey with me. I hope that this episode has helped you understand where I'm at and hope that it's helped you on your journey to understanding how you want to navigate your professional parenting journey. Uh, there's so many of us that are trying to do both and it is so hard and it's such a hard thing to do. And I think it's just really uh, important for you to network and meet other people that are doing it, that are building it. Because the more you hang out with people, the more you listen to people doing um, things, it becomes more palatable. Palatable becomes more approachable. Approachable becomes more doable. And doable becomes um, more achievable. And so I, I just encourage you to keep surrounding yourself with people that are uh, building their family while building their careers. Because it is very, very... Um, hard, but it is doable and it's very, very fascinating and fun. And I will say just interviewing all these amazing entrepreneurs and, and executives um, over the last year and a half now um, has been truly mindset shifting for me. And um, it's been so motivating and inspiring. And I hope that this episode and this podcast does that for you and you continue to learn with me. And um, please, as always, take a moment to like and share this with anybody that you think would need to hear this. And um, it helps me more than you realize. And it's so hard to get uh, um, get this to be more than it is. So, you know, anything you can do would be really greatly appreciated. Thank you. And until next time, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you again for listening to another episode of The Girl Dad Show. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, please take a moment to give us a review on your podcast service. These reviews help us grow a lot more than you know.